Welcome, everybody, to another great podcast from the Crystal River Church of God. Whether you're on your way to work, on your lunch break, or even taking a jog, our prayer for you is that this helps you to find focus for living. We truly hope you enjoy this message live from CRCOG. history. Look back on your personal history and see if there was something that God couldn't do in your life. (sighs) Now I'm probably going to get in trouble for what I'm about to do. But my wife is shaking your head no. You don't even know what I'm going to do. But I want you to come here. We've, we've talked about something. Just keep playing in that vein there. Just a little background there. Give me a little mood music. We've, uh, she has no idea what I'm about to do. It came to me as I was playing on the keys. I'm going to introduce and then you give you a moment just to catch you. Get you, get you mind. I'm blaming it on the Holy Ghost. You can do that when you're a Pentecostal preacher. <clears throat> I, I want you to preach here in a moment. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, she could do it. Yeah. Uh, but I'd, I wouldn't make it home if I did that to her. Um, but for the last year and a half, we've been involved in something that we haven't brought to the church for multiple reasons. We haven't kept it secretive. We just haven't brought it to the church yet. We were going to when COVID hit, and we were going to do it another time, and something else happened. Um, but, you know, we're expecting. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Somebody would need to pray for me. Oh, Jesus. Um, but the Lord began to deal with my wife, and, and I'm going to say this because we put it on Facebook uh, yesterday. Um, the Lord dealt with my wife about a year and a half ago, maybe a little longer. But either way, she said, honey, she first started out with, honey, why don't we foster kids? I said, baby, I ain't built that way. Because the last time I heard, you can't get the belt off the shelf. And that's the way I parent. It makes it so much easier. I ain't talking about beat. I'm talking about discipline. I'm talking about discipline. I'm talking about love. And, um, and, and I said, plus, I got pre-COVID, I said, I got 700 foster kids I'm trying to take care of. I'm trying to feed them every week from the Word of God. I got to burp some folk. I got to change some diapers. You better preach. Y'all just don't know. But the Lord put it in my wife's heart to help foster children. Some things that we found out about. One particular young girl She's in, is it okay if I share that? Renee, I'm looking at you. One particular girl, 
was moved 12 times in 11 months. That girl was adopted last Monday, a week ago. But we found out, you know, if you've ever fostered kids, if you're doing it for the money, you're an idiot. If you're doing it for the money, you're not a very good financial manager. You better do it because you love kids and you want to help kids and you love Jesus. And so my wife began to think, what can we do to help foster kids and families? Because a lot of the times... The kids go to their grandparents. And as a grandparent now, I ain't built for that. And then they're trying to own a fixed income, trying to get clothes and so forth. And some of these kids are taken out of their homes with literally the clothes on their back. Many times they they're go with just a, a Walmart bag and... So a year and a half ago, through the help of some of the church people, uh, we formed a 5013C out of our church. But we did that so, because how many know sometimes people who are not church will give to something that is not church. So we formed a 5013C called Hope's Closet. And my wife began, and some of you have been involved in that, but my wife began to put together, and through the help of Teresa West, she got us a person to donate some retail space to us for a year that's turned into a year and a half. And, and uh, my wife went before the, the, the hospital board, got a grant to do some of these things. And her, and I don't want to take all your thunder. All right, let me just tell it. All right. So I'm, I'm going to quit then. But the plan is that when you look into a classroom, that you're not able to see or tell the haves from the have-nots. That's the vision. Just like any daddy, the mother carries this baby for nine months and delivers that baby, and the father says, a proud daddy. (laughs) About Hope's Closet. No, I am, I don't know what the Lord, why he chose me, and I'm so thankful to God that he did. Because he birthed it in my spirit as I began to see families in our own church with foster children. We've, we've kind of grown up seeing a little bit of this. And um, I've had the privilege and the awesome honor to sit at some of these adoption um, ceremonies. And it, is pro- it profoundly moves me every time. But I, I knew I wanted to do something. And, uh, and I even I wanted to get to foster. And Ronnie said, no, we couldn't foster. And so I began to pray. I, I felt so uh, moved by God, like, God, I know you have put this burden on me for some reason. And if, I, if I'm submitting the, my authority of my husband and he says no, then what are, what are you trying to say to me? And so I, I continued to pray where I went to Washington, D.C. to a prayer breakfast. And we sit at some tables with some very, very influential people. And I thought, God, what in the world are we doing here? But as the speakers began to speak, they began to speak about pro-life and I talk, the different ones about adoption and fostering and, and these things. And my, my heart was further gripped by God. I, I, I said, oh, my God, I have got to do something. So months went by, and when we lost hope, 
um, I just felt like uh, we had a, we want, we, I could clothe these kids. I saw something on the news, and Tampa, and a lady had a boutique for these kids, and I thought, that's it. I can clothe them. I love to shop. I love to, I love retail. I love window dressing. I mean, I'm all about that. This is it. I love it all, and I have worked retail. So I thought, this is perfect. And so the Lord gave me, uh, uh, you know, inspired me to name it after Hope, our Hope Porterman that we lost uh, last year. And, um, and it has been a, such, such a joy to, to do this. And as I, when I spoke to Ronnie, I, I finally spoke it out to him. I said, honey, the Lord has given me this burden, and I'm asking you for your blessing. And I said, I need a, I, I, I want to do this for these, these kids to have a, a closet for them. And he said, well, I'm telling you right now, we don't have no money in the budget for it, and there ain't no, going to be no money in the budget for it because we've got some other construction we're doing right now. And I, I cannot help you any with this at all. I cannot help you at all. And I said, that's all right because the Lord showed me as I stepped my foot out like Moses, as I stepped my foot out, the Red Sea parted, and I began to see people throwing things in, that, in my path to, to supplies that I would need. And I told Ronnie, I said, I just know if I step out in faith, God is going to do it. And so let me tell you, to God be the glory, in 30 days' time since I spoke Hope's Closet Out, we had a retail space and was moving in. Now, if that is not God, 30 days. 30 days. And not only that, then we had to hurry up and get all these legal things done. So what I want to say to you tonight is um, I wish you could be there to see the look on these children's faces. And I would say probably half the families that we help are families that it's grandparents that are taking on their grandchildren to keep them out of the system. And so that is a very worthy thing. And it just blesses my heart so good. I cannot tell you. I have a few people who faithfully work with me at Hope's Closet. We usually work on Thursday sorting and, and sizing and all of these things. And um, one thing that we're in need of is winter coats. As you can imagine, the weather has turned, and now we need, we need those things. And the Lord has blessed us in several different ways, different grants and such. We need you to help us pray and agree. After a year of the city hall, they can build a city park in 30 days, I think, and giving us the devil about Hope's Closet. It's that little ugly building on front of 19. I turned around and said, if you just give me that building, just give me that building. You're not going to use it. Just give me that building. And so we're apparently praying and believing God for the resources to remodel that building and get it ready. Because right now we're currently in Beverly Hills. It's by appointment only. Uh, they need to be in, this, in the care system. So that's one reason why we waited a year. We wanted to kind of get our feet wet and find out what we were going to do and how we were going to do it. Because nobody that I talked to would help me establish Hope's Closet. They couldn't tell me how they did what they did. They wouldn't share it with me. And I said, well, Lord, you're just going to have to show us. And so he has. And we've learned a lot. And we're still learning. But it is one of the thrills of my heart. And I would love for you to partner with me and pray with me and believe God with me that our building will get remodeled uh, expeditiously and that we'll be in it. And I want to publicly say to Justin Strickland, he has been on the front line with the city hall for this last year trying to get our permit. So, buddy, thank you for that. I told him I'm about ready to go up there, and I don't even know what I'm going to say if I go up there. But um, it's for these little kids. and. And my desire truly is, I mean, uh, to be able to look in the classroom and you not be able to tell. Um, we receive gently used clothes, and I would say half the things that get donated, we donate to somebody else. Because I don't want these kids, little, little ragamuffin uh, um, kids, 
kids, and I tell them this, you know, honey, you can grow up to be anything you want to be. Because, you know, it don't matter where you start. It's where you're going and how you finish. That's what matters. Aren't you glad about God's grace? Hallelujah. How he picks us up and takes care of us. And that's what I want to do to these little kids. And so I don't know why Ronnie had me share that. I, I really want to redo because I've got notes. I have got, I, there, you would not believe how the Lord has put all this together. And I've got it all documented with dates and times and all of this. But it has been a, a birthing for me, and it's a thing in a new season in my life. There's a Christmas song that we hear at um, Christmas, and it talks about it's a new, we're a new year older, and what have you done? And I told Ronnie, I said, you know, this year I feel like I've done something. I feel like I've helped some kids, and I've clothed them and let them pick out their little shoes and let them, you know, pick out their pajamas. And they would say, oh, this is mine. Yes, baby, this is yours. You get to keep it forever. I, and some of the ladies in Inverness, there's a quilting guild. They have sent us quilts that they've handmade. There's pillowcases that have positive statements on it. Some of these kids don't have a pillow or a bed to lay in. They have to have a pallet. And so we try to we try to get them what they need. If they don't, if we don't have it, we try to go get it with the monies that's been donated to meet their needs. Because um, sometimes we just don't have it. We're a small space. But you know what? I would like to see this thing go. You know, several, I'd like to see it go to several different um, counties in our area and be satellites for, for Hope's Closet. But um, there's also other things that you can do for, for uh, foster families, and that's giving them a night off or, or giving them, a, making them a dinner to kind of help them. I know one couple has, that we help, they have two kids of their own. He's a fireman, she's a, she's a school teacher. And they've had four foster kids on top of their two kids, try, little kids, trying to give them all that they need. And it's overwhelming. And I, I just thank them. We thank them for opening up their hearts. And we pray over them and bless them and encourage them for what they're doing. Because what they're doing is a noble thing. When your fingerprints will be on that child's life forever. If you ever give them the time. You know what? And those two kids, they can't help how they got here. I had one little girl. She was a... a a teenager, and she knew the kids' sizes and what they would like because she's been had been taking care of them, and so you know that was a thrill to be able to shop with her and her get to finally pick out something for her, and so I just can't tell you my heart is full about Hope's Closet, and I'm 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 confessing and declaring and decreeing that we're going to have that building done by April, and that money cometh to do it in Jesus' name. She's done an amazing job. Uh, I just wanted to share that. Some of you saw it on Facebook. Duke Energy found out about it, gave us a $500 do donation to help with that. So we thank Duke Energy. Uh, you know, God has just blessed. I mean, uh, from the hospital, if I can share, from the hospital board, uh, she, we found out that she needed to make a presentation, a three- to five-minute presentation like the night before, and she went and did that, and they awarded her $30,000, $15,000 to, to help renovate, $15,000 to go buy clothes. Now, let, can I pastor you without you being mad? Okay, because I was going to anyway. Do not bring to this church clothes for, for Hope's Closet. Let me go one step further. Do not bring the old wore out, holy junk 
to Hope's Closet. Somebody might need that, but that's not what we're doing at Hope's Closet. We want them to have nice, almost new stuff. And you can tell the difference. And if you can't, my wife will. So if you want to drop some things off, we're not doing furniture. We don't have room for furniture. But the new building or the, the old piece of, it, you don't even know it's part of our church. But it, it, we own that building out in the, uh, in the far corner of our property. And we're remodeling that. We've been in the process. We're using those funds. We got a we got a fifteen thousand dollar grant. We had somebody gave ten thousand dollars. We had somebody else send five thousand dollars, and so it's coming in. As a matter of fact, my wife and I were Black Friday shopping, and uh, we came and we was in Walmart, and we bought because the one thing you don't you we will not give used is underwear. Don't nobody want no used underwear. And so we, we spent $885 on two carts loads of girls and boys underwear and socks because they had a, it was like $5 for like seven pair. We caught them on sale. So, man, we just, and we did that because somebody had sent money to, in order to do that. So those are some things that are going, I don't know why I, I've just, because of the faithfulness, I think that song is what grabbed me that. God's been faithful through this, and, you know, the city really has fought us, trying to do a good thing, but we love you, and we're trying to do right, but don't make me get God on you, but, um, but, we're, but we're doing right, and, uh, and matter of fact, we got the plan signed, we got the paper, we got the plans finally signed, and he can pick them up Monday, and we can start to go as far as we got money. Now, what we have as a church, when my wife began to tell me about that, and she got the building, I said, I'll tell you what we will do. I said, we don't have the funds for it. It's not in the budget, but I'm just going to believe God, and we'll, we'll pay the insurance, and we'll pay the electric bill for, your, for, the, for that piece of property. And God has blessed, and God has done what is good. So that's just one of the things that we're involved with, and I wanted you to know about it. You'll hear more about it. She'll give a, a better presentation. But if she's got her over notes, it might be a long presentation. Sounds like it. But, um, but anyway, speaking of notes and long, let me get into the Word. Amen. Thank you, musicians. Um, for those of you who don't know, Sister, um, her, her name is Cleona. Nobody knows her by Cleona. We, everybody knows her by Bootsy. And, uh, but she passed away. And uh, she passed away on... Thursday, last Thursday, uh, we're having her funeral tomorrow at 11. Uh, for those of you who don't, don't know her, or do know her, visitation will be from 9.30 to 11. And uh, so uh, it is Sean Gardner and Nicole Gardner's, or well, Nicole Gardner's mother, Sean's mother-in-law, Caitlin Gardner, they've been a part of this church for a long time. And, uh, and their name is spelled exactly like mine, R-E-I-D, but we're no, no kin. But we've known them for a long time. So keep that family in prayer, and, uh, and we'll go further. Amen. Uh, go with me in your Bibles, if you will. I'm not going to hold you real long. I don't plan on it. But, you know, it's according to how much Popeye interrupts me. And uh, The Gospel of St. James, chapter 1. I want to talk to you tonight about joy cometh. Joy cometh. Cometh. In the last few weeks, I've said this, and, and it, has, it just has been 
reiterated on a almost every other day weekly weekly cycle of celebration and then brought low. Then you celebrate. You know, and, and I don't know about you, but when the weather is hot and cold and hot and cold, it gets you sick. And when your emotions are hot and cold and cold and hot, it gets you spiritually or emotionally sick. So I, I want you to tonight just to declare that joy is coming. Amen. I, I'm just not going to, I, I, I might have to muddle through. I mean, man, I, we had a great weekend. God just had a, God did great things on Sunday. And then we had a, we had a get together on Sunday night. And it was just incredible. And then on Sunday, I got some news that just was like, ah, you know, and then so, and, and so I, I've been dealing with that, ah, the last two days. And then today, a uh, longtime member of our church, Alan Miller, FaceTimed me and was able, I was able to talk to him. From rehab, and uh, and uh, he needs a shave, and he needs a haircut for sure. Um, probably a breath mint, but we were that, we were that far, but so it was all good. Probably he's watching tonight, but he looked good, and 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 is, can't wait to get back to the house of God. So, but you know, you get those ups and downs, but you've got to get to the point where you say that where I am is not where I always been. You know, I, I I've been I've, I've struggled the last two days. Because of some information that I received and da da da, and and today when I came to the office, I, I before I got here, I was praying and I said, Lord, it's enough. All right, I said, All right, I, I've been sad for two days. I'm done with that. So joy comes, joy cometh, because here's the deal, man. No matter what happens to you or through you or whatever happens around you, God is still God. Come on, here's what here's what James said. Consider it all joy, my brethren. When you encounter various trials, I bet he wasn't popular. He ain't popular right now. Don't you love those kind of people? <laughs> my, you better pray, Sister Cass. Because my mind just went to my mind just went to cousin Eddie. I mean no cousin Eddie. The Christmas vacation. When cousin Eddie Looked at Clark when he got the, instead of getting the money, the bonus, he got the jelly year. That's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. All year long. I mean, come on, somebody. You know, everybody wanted to punch him in the face. But bless his heart, counted all joy, Clark, when you encounter various trials of temptations and trials. Knowing... That the testing of your faith produces endurance. I love those commercials like you can eat a piece of broccoli and be healthy. You do one push-up and you're, you're good to go. I like those. But how many recognize that is not reality, man? That is not real life. Well, the question that we've got to ask then, then what, the point number one, if you're taking notes, and it should be on you version, then, then what is joy? What is joy? Well... The meaning of joy, the noun, it's a noun. It says a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. One Sunday, yes, on a Harley, yes, amen. One said intense and especially ecstatic happiness. 
the expression or manifestation of such feeling. A source or an object of pleasure or satisfaction to great to take great pleasure, to rejoice, to feel with ecstatic happiness, pleasure or satisfaction, to enjoy. But you notice that happiness is in there, but it's not the real meaning of joy. Because happiness comes from a Greek word I can't, or a Latin word I can't pronounce, but it means that you are happy means that because of what has happened to you, you become happy or you are not happy. But joy comes from the Lord. And joy doesn't change even when you're not happy. Sometimes I have to go to Disney World. I'm not happy about Disney World. But it doesn't, it doesn't change my joy. I'm happy when we leave Disney World. I'm happy when somebody else pays for Disney World. I'm happy when I don't have to go to Disney World. That's when I'm real happy. But, but that happen, happiness deals with what happens to you. Somebody slaps you upside your head. You're not happy about that. But it doesn't change joy. The Word of God stresses Joy, around 165, 55 to 165 scriptures talk about joy in the Word of God. And, but in our text, he's, he's trying to explain, don't lose your joy even though you go through these things. It is not for your detriment, it is for your development. And we've got to recognize that in this 2020 that we cannot allow the stuff that happens around us to steal the joy that is in our lives because of Jesus. God wants to make us mature and complete. We will, he will never leave us and He'll never forsake us. And we need to recognize that we've got to grow up and be mature because when you grow up, you realize that you can't throw a tincture tantrum every time you don't get your way. Paul spoke to the Lord, or yeah, spoke to the Lord about despair in 2 Corinthians. He said, And because of this surpassing greatness of, my, of the revelation, for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. To keep me from exalting myself. Concerning this, I asked the Lord three times that He might depart from me, and he, or that it might depart from me. And He said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness." Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weakness, that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weakness, with insults, with distress, with persecution, with difficulties. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Amen. You know, uh, uh, I. I Almost, almost every day I, I go to I go to Dunkin' and uh, it's in my budget. So, so you know, don't don't be upset. It's in my budget. I, if I can't afford a coffee, I don't go. That's what you do. So you know, to me, that's about a. I spend about a hundred dollars a month at Dunkin', so it's in my budget. So let me move on. So it's in my budget. Uh, but if you want to contribute to that budget, then go right ahead. God bless you. Uh, 
And thank you for some of you did give me Dunkin' Donut cards. So thank you for that, for pastor appreciation. So I go there about every day. So today, I, you know, I'm one of those guys. I don't go through the drive-thru anymore because you can't even get in at, at, in early in the morning. So I just go around and, and go in. But I have an app on my phone. And I go ahead, and it's supposed to be ready by the time I get there. Well, if you don't Dunkin' Donut, no, no disrespect, but they are, it's never ready when I get there. So I'm there, and I'm waiting on my coffee today, and I'm just, I, I've got my, I got my cheese, my steak and cheese roll-ups. And I'm standing there waiting on my iced coffee. I don't drink black, I don't drink uh, 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 hot coffee. I, 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 I drink sissy coffee, yes, right. So uh, anyway, I'm standing there, and somebody got their order before me, and they turned around and said, oh, you are so patient. And I thought, well, I've only been standing here for a few minutes. And I thought, and, and I said, thank you. But that was not my reaction yesterday. When I was at the bank, sitting in my car for 40 minutes, waiting on somebody to help me. Matter of fact, I got mad. And I called the person. I said, are you going to help me or not? And they go, I'm sorry, Mr. Reed, they're with somebody. I said, well, oh, forget it then. I'll just go to Suncoast. And I drove to Suncoast. And the Holy Ghost got a hold of me. So I had to turn around. Go back to the, to the drive-thru. To the woman who was so sweet, but I was very curt to. I wasn't mean, I was just curt. I mean, knows what curt means. Sassy. And I told her, her name is Sharon. I said, Sharon, I'm so sorry. I said, I've had a couple of bad days. And that's no reflection on you. No, Mr. Reed, I'm sorry. I said, no, no, quit. Hush! <laughs> I told you. No, I didn't. I said, no, no, quit, quit. I said, what you did or what I did to you has no re- re- reflection on what you did. You didn't do anything. It's on me. So please forgive me for being curt. I said, now, it, it is ridiculous for me to sit in 40 minutes in a car and nobody come tell me what's going on. I said, Chantrell's like, that's right. Well, you should have been in my bank. That's why I took care of you, Pastor. Blah, blah, blah. Come on, somebody. I, I got you, girl. I got you. <clears throat> and, and, but, but what I'm saying is, you see, two different or two things happen that I could have responded the same way at both, but one, I failed. I know, pray for me. You're so, you're so perfect. I know you never do that, but you know, but he's still working on me to make me what I want all to be. So, so, but what I'm trying to get us to understand is that we need to recognize, and I wanted to say to that girl today who said, you're so patient, I'm thinking, this ain't spiritual warfare. It, it, it's okay. But joy comes through the revelation of God. I don't know if you get this, but when God shows you the error of your ways, joy comes. Now, did I enjoy eating the words that I had to go back and eat? No. I I love this. I, I saw this slogan many years ago, and I've never forgot. It said, make sure the words you speak are sweet, for those are the words you may have to eat. Right? And so... And so I, you know, don't be afraid or too proud to make amends when you need to. Because trust me, you ain't always right. Bump your neighbor and say he's talking right to you right now. 
God wants to reveal His will to you. And God wants you to know what your purpose is. God wants you to know which direction you're going. So point number two is that joy comes when? When, Pastor? Well, i got a, I got quite a few of them. I'm going to hit real quickly. But joy comes, give me the next one, when you listen. When you listen. You know, a, a child asks its mother, why are you hollering? It's because the only time when you listen. Right? So, But joy does come when you listen and you know that you've heard from God. Joy comes from that. John, John 15, 11 says, I've told you these things for a purpose that my joy might be your joy and your joy wholly mature. When God speaks to us, He wants us to know something. So listen, now again, how, Pastor, have you ever heard the literal voice of God? I'll tell you emphatically, no, I have not. But God speaks to me in many different ways. He convicts my heart. He speaks to my spirit. But I've never heard Ronnie. Go back to the bank and make it right with that woman. Because if he ever speaks to me that way, it better be, peace be unto thee. First. Because I'm going to have a heart attack. Now, but God speaks. I don't want you to think that God doesn't speak because he does. And I, and I believe that he spoke to people audibly. I'm just not one of them. All right? But I will say this. To some of the people who have heard him audibly, he's never lied to me. Hebrews 12, 2 says, all right, so joy comes when you listen, but joy comes when you look ahead. Where you are today is not where you're always going to be. That's what the devil wants you to believe, that it's always going to be like this. That yesterday is going to be the same as today. The devil is a liar. Can you say amen? amen. Hebrews 12, 2 says, keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race. We're in. Study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed, that exhilarating finish in and with God, he put also in us. So, so you know, he, uh, he looked at where he was going. Do you think he was enjoyed the cross? No. Do you think that he enjoyed? Matter of fact, listen, listen to this part. He prayed the longest 40 days to get over the devil's will, but he prayed the hardest. That his blood or his sweat became as great drops of blood to get over his own will. And we think the only will we got to we got to get over is the devil. No, I want some stuff, and I want some stuff my way. And I have to pray harder to get over my own stuff. All right? So joy comes when you look ahead. Joy comes when you come into the presence of God. Man, there are times I have to shut my door. There are times I have to tell the secretaries, don't, don't, don't bother me. Don't, don't interrupt me. I just got to have some time with God for a few minutes. Because if I don't, I, I'm not going to make it. Pastor, no, I'm just being real. Because you need the presence of God. The stuff that you're dealing with that you've never dealt with before, the, the precedence that we are dealing with, you know, we've never dealt with it before. And, and uh, 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 you know, 
you just got to have a break sometimes and get along with God. And you might not be able to do that on your job or whatever, but go, when you go to the bathroom, just get, just get along with God for a few moments and let God. I, I used to have to do it for Wendy's. When I would work for Wendy's, it would get so crazy that they would need somebody to take the trash out and I would volunteer because I just needed to get outside for a minute to just, Lord, touch me before I touch somebody else. Come on. And there's been times I literally had, well, I had to go to the bathroom through and just lock the stall for a minute and have a hoto shoto time and God touch me and help me and pray myself through to victory. I can promise you that joy comes when you enter into the presence of God. He said, in my presence there is fullness of joy. In my presence there is liberty. So you got to go there. Make it a place that you go there. See, some people don't know the way there. But those of us that have been there plenty of times, it don't take us long to get there. Because I know the way. Somebody hear me. All right, let me, let me move on. Psalm 16, 11 says, Thou will make known to me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. In thy right hand there are pleasures evermore. A joy comes when you keep on till the sun rises. Joy comes. It's going to come to an end you got to decide, this is not my lot in life. you got to decide. You know, I, I, I think uh, as I look across this crowd, I know where some of you have been. As I look across this crowd, I, I, I've heard the stories of where you used to be and where you are now. And you think that sometimes the devil wants us to forget where God's brought us from. Look back and remember, the same God that delivered me out of yesterday is the same God that can deliver me today. Some of y'all didn't come out of drugs just overnight. It took some time. And you, 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 it's going to take some time, but you, you just keep on walking. It might look like midnight, but know that dawn's about to break. That dawn's coming. Just keep on moving and keep on walking and make sure... You don't stop. Psalms 30 and 5 says, for, the anger, for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may endure for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. And Psalms 126 and 5 says, those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. Right. Hallelujah. So keep on going, man. So joy comes when you realize that you are ransomed. Joy comes, man, when you, you know, I, I had somebody, uh, matter of fact, it was, it, well, I won't, she's here, I won't, I won't embarrass her, but she mentioned on, 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 on Facebook the other day, we sang that song, Away in a manger, no crib. And she said, it just gets me to realize that he left heaven to come for me. Man, if you, would just rant, if you would just wrap your mind around it, that he loves you. I don't care what your crazy boyfriend said or what your crazy wife said. I don't care what your crazy uncle or your drunk aunt said. I don't care what they said. Jesus loved you enough to come to this earth to die for you, and he ransomed you. Well, but pastor, you don't know where I've been. Shut up. Quit saying, I don't know where you've been, because you're right, I don't. But Jesus was whatever dark, pardon me, hell hole that you were in, Jesus was there, and in a one drop of blood knows how to wipe that away and ransom you for His glory. 
Isaiah 35, 10 says, and, and the ransom of the Lord will return and come with joyful shouting in Zion. Everlasting joy shall be upon their head, and they will find gladness and joy and sorrow. Uh, sighing will flee away. Joy comes when you pray in His name. Joy comes when you pray in His name. Pray in His name. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says in John 16, 24, Until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Ask in my name. All right? Uh, 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 joy comes when you enter into the kingdom. Romans 14, 17, God's kingdom isn't, uh, isn't a matter of what you put in your stomach or goodness sake, or for goodness sake. It's what God does with your life as he sets it right, puts it together, and completes it with joy. Boy, don't you like that? It's a matter of what God's doing in your life. He's trying to put it together and he completes it with joy. He sets it right. He puts it together and he does it. The, 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 one of the last things you see was the joy. So God, go ahead and do what you're going to do in me. Joy comes when you return to God. And I'm not asking you to raise your hand. But how many of us have veered from God? I'll tell you, every one of us probably. If you've been serving God any length of time. I've been serving God 35 years, and, and sometimes I, as I look back over my life, there are times that I felt closer to God than other times. And I'm doing my best not to be ever to be able to say that again. I want to be as close today as I was. I'm still excited as a day as I ever was, but there's been some days that I've waned. There's been some days that I've heard, but can I tell you that joy comes when you know or when you come back to God and He and you know that He has welcomed you, you know that He has restored you, he, you know that He has forgiven you, and you know that you're in right standing with God. I don't know, something happens, man. Your spirit, the Holy Ghost, inside your spirit goes kind of kind of bows up a little bit and pokes your chest out a little bit and square your shoulders back a little bit and say, There ain't no devil in hell that can defeat me because of what about what God's doing in my life. Joy comes when the word is preached. Acts chapter 8 verse 5 says, And Philip went down to the city of Samaria and began proclaiming Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord were giving attention to what, what was said by Philip as they heard and saw the signs which he had, was performing. For in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them, shouting with a loud voice. And many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was much rejoicing in the city. Number four, three, wherever I'm at, give them the next one. Joy comes when you love Christ. And then let me help some people who are young in Christ. You know, <clears throat> Sister Caps, how long have you been serving the Lord? 1971. Where's sister? Where's sister Cash? Where you? How long you been serving the Lord? Nineteen fifty-five. Sharon, how long you been serving the Lord? Since she was nine years old, so about thirty-four years. <laughs> Bobby, how long you been serving the Lord? Forty-two years. Brother World, you might be the oldest one in here tonight. How long you been serving the Lord? Okay. Use a heathen till then, I guess. How about you, Sandra? So there's some older saints up in here. 
Ginger, how long have you been serving the Lord? 1972. That's about the time that you was born, wasn't it? She was four. She had John for four years. She said, oh, I need Jesus. Here's what I'm trying to say. All right, I've been serving God for 35 years, 1985. And it's hard for somebody who's been serving Jesus for two years or two months or two weeks to know him like some of these saints in here. You know, I've been married. Look, how long y'all been married? Listen, two years now? All right. Huh? January, two years. They've been married two years. My wife and I have been married 35 years. You don't even know nothing about love right now. I mean, and, only, and, I can, and I don't say that flippant, but only people who've been married for a long time can understand that, right? I mean, because, man, when I got, you know, I, I thought I loved her. I can't believe I got married on what I thought love was. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because, man, I've been through some stuff with that woman now. Woo! I know I love her now, and I know she loves me. I mean, she's, she's stayed up at night. You know, uh, uh, planning my demise, but she didn't go through with it. But what I'm saying is this, man, you might have been serving Jesus for a little while. And you thought you knew him. You thought that you knew him. But I'm like Job. Job said in 42 and 5 that I heard of you with the hearing of my ear. But now I see you because of the things that I've been through. You have, I saw you come through when nobody could come through. I saw you come through. You've been, your history showed me what you can do. Woo! Your history. Has proved to me that you loved me. History has proved to me that she loved me. I thought she loved me. I hoped she loved me. But now I know she loved me. And that's the same way with you serving Jesus. Love comes when you love Christ. And I'm going to tell you straight up, when I got saved, I didn't love Christ. I just didn't want to go to hell. Anybody else in the building? When you first got saved? I heard about hell. I don't think I want to go there. But I was like Jonah. I was raised up in the church. It didn't faze me until I was about 18. And then I went, I'm going to go to hell. The realization, I'm going to hell. If Jesus were to come back tonight, I'm going to hell. I'll be there with my friends. You are so stupid. I'm not even going to just, I'm not even going to, 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 thank you, to grace that with an answer. Because you're too ignorant. Joy comes when you love Christ. 1 Peter 1.8 says, you never saw him, yet you loved him. You still don't see him, yet you trust him with laughter and singing. Number four. I'm almost done. Joy comes when a heart repents. And I don't know about you, but when I've gotten things right with God. Joy comes back into my spirit. Psalms 51 and 8 says, Make me to hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which thou hast broken rejoice. Repentance. Here's joy, 
Sin deafens your spirit. Sin deafens your spirit. Sin cripples. Psalms 51 and 12. Restore to the life of thy salvation and sustain me with thy willing spirit. Salvation is heartfelt. Come on back help me close, Will. Joy comes with salvation. Salvation puts a smile on your face. You ever seen somebody who just got the burdens lifted? It's incredible. I ain't talking about somebody who got caught in something and wanted just, you know. No, I'm talking about somebody who got their burdens lifted. Not a pouting frown. Not a sour spirit. Don't point at nobody. You ever been around a sour-spirited Christian? Oh, my God, it just drives me nuts. God's good. Well, he ain't been very good to me. Come on, let's worship him. I ain't got nothing to worship him about. I like this. I like this one church. True story. I know the elder or the usher. There was one guy in the church. They were going to take up a missions offering. We're not going to right now. Don't get nervous. They were going to take up a mission offering and and one of the members said, you know I don't believe in missions. So don't, don't, don't let that bag pass by me. And so, you know, I don't know how you get, but sometimes you forget about what people said. And that usher passed the bag and he goes, I told you, out loud, in front of God and everybody, I told you. I don't give to missions. I don't believe in them. I love what the usher did. He said, brother, it's for heathens. I wanted you to take some out. (laughs) Sour, spirited Christians. And honestly, I don't think there is such a thing. Because I got a question if you're always sour, if you're truly Christian. Probably not. Not a dead religion. Not a dead spirit. The Bible said in Psalms 115, 17, the dead do not praise the Lord. Nor do any who go down into silence. The living are those who praise the Lord. Through Him, Hebrews 13, 15, through Him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of the lips that gives thanks to His name. God, I give you back your joy of your relationship with Him. And joy is prayer. Joy is strength. Joy is love. And I love what I love what Mother Teresa said. Here's a quote from Mother Teresa. Joy is a net of love by which you can catch souls. God loves a cheerful giver. God, uh, she gives most who gives with joy. What would you rather have? A gift or a gift given with joy? I mean, 
You know, I don't want my wife on Christmas morning getting up and go, here's your present. Who wants that? I know somebody like, I'll still take it. Or how about, you know, sucker. Nobody wants that. So she goes on to say, the best way to show our gratitude to God and the people is to accept everything with joy. Thank you, Lord. There was a preacher my dad tells, told about when he was alive that he put a scripture on everything that happened to him. And he was preaching in an open air tent and a, a fly went in his mouth and choked him. And everybody was wondering, what's he going to praise the Lord about this for? What scripture is he going to use? And he said, he was a friend and I took him in. Then I think in her whole quote, this, this was what got me the best when I read it. A joyful heart is the inevitable resort, a result of a heart burning with love. Never let anything so fill you with sorrow. This is her last, her last line of, of this quote. Never let anything so fill you with sorrow as to make you forget the joy of Christ risen. Amen. William Blake said this. Joy, he who binds to himself a joy does not winged life destroy. But he who kisses the joy as it flies lives in eternity's sunrise. Wasn't that cool? That's what I want to do. You love the sunrise? So do I. Well, when I see it. I'm not getting up just to look at it. I want to live a life full of joy. And in 2020, it's been hard, bro. The ups and the downs. When you found yourself down, I, I, I I wish I was a better example of it. But... Do like I did today. I don't do it every day, but I should do it every day. But do like I did today. Lord, I'm done with being sad. I'm done with being hurt. I'm just going to have joy in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, stand to your feet in this place tonight. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it has inspired you like never before. For more information about Crystal River Church of God, how to give, or even our upcoming events, be sure to check us out at crystalrivercog.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. And we will see you next week here at CRCOG.